Passionate DJ Podcast, where it's all about becoming a better DJ through passion and purpose. And now, your host, David Michael. Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to the Passionate DJ Podcast. I'm your host, David Michael, and this is episode 99. Now, I've given my co-host the day off today, and this is going to be a solo show that I've put together, just like the old days. And today, we're going to be talking about five different mixes that I've picked out that aren't necessarily my top five favorites or the top five that I think are most important or anything like that, but they're just five mixes that I really think that DJs should listen to. I think that there something there's something here to be offered to our audience here on Passionate DJ. And so today we're just going to take some time over the next hour or so to explore these mixes and uh, I'll be providing a little bit of commentary and playing some clips and I hope that you will enjoy. If you missed our recording of episode 100 live this past Saturday, then one week from today on July 17th, you can hear the recording of that show. It was a lot of fun. We had great guests. We made some super special announcements, which only you uh, super dedicated people who signed up and attended the live stream know about until that episode gets published officially. So you guys have a lot of cool stuff coming your way, so I hope you will check it out. And now let's move on and start talking about these mixes. Now our first mix comes straight out of the well-known Essential Mix series, and it was released in 2007. This is Danny Howells playing his fourth Essential Mix. Man, where do I even start with this one? Danny Howells has been on my must-see list for well over a decade. I've yet to make that happen, but for now, I've got this recording to tide me over. This mix got me through a lot of long days in my old IT job. Here's Pete Tong giving the introduction. Many thanks to Goldfinger and welcome to this, the legendary Essential Mix on BBC Radio 1. My name's Pete Tong and this week's uh, Essential Mixer is a very good friend of mine. He used to warm up for John Digweed at a club called Bedrock in Hastings on the south coast of England. Now he's one of the planet's most established DJs who's held residences at Renaissance, Home and Twilo and has held a top 20 spot in the top 100 DJ poll for the last six years. He's also a producer who you'd most likely recognize uh, for Dust Till Dawn on CR2, but he's also uh, released tracks for the likes of Yoshitoshi and Renaissance. He's one of the most charismatic DJs you'll encounter in Clubland as well. Uh, he's not shy of dressing up or making up for a party. He's a fabulous person to have around at your after show as well. Uh, back for his fourth Essential Mix tonight. He's really put a lot of work into this. Please welcome Danny Howes. Jimmy Savile has asked us to point out that you must not take your electric guitar near water. Now the cool thing about this mix is that there's so much going on. Every song seems like it's a different style. It's full of interesting clips and added sound effects, 
and he utilizes techniques like key mixing to really make everything flow together in a unique way. Danny really is a DJ's DJ. He really likes to dig in, play stuff that you'd never think he'd play, mix things together that you never thought possible, and to introduce you to music, new and old, that you had no idea existed. Now this is one of those mixes that has a track list which is incredibly difficult to follow. If you want to find the original tracks, it almost requires you to do serious research just to figure out what's going on. Now I must admit, my favorite part of this mix is right at the beginning. Now don't get me wrong, this entire mix is amazing, but the first full track that plays out, this one, is a song called Shinkansen by Tom Middleton. The first time I heard this track, I was hooked, and it remains one of my top songs of all time to this day. It's just an incredible, beautiful, heartwarming breakbeat track. The funny thing about the song, as you hear it right now, is being played very slow. It's actually pitched way down, and I had no idea for the first year or two. It also has a bunch of sound effects and vocals laid on top, which I had just always assumed were parts of the original. Though I now love the song at both this speed and its original tempo, it took me a while to warm up to the real track. It's kind of funny how that works. Context is everything. It's really difficult for me to just not play this song in its entirety, but we have a lot of music to get through in this episode. We'll listen to a bit of it now, but trust me when I say that you should go find it and listen to it all the way through. My favorite part of the song occurs at about 7 minutes and 20 seconds in the mix, and it's when this amazing bass line comes in. doesn't come in for a few minutes after the song starts, I had to skip a bunch, and so I don't think it really has the same effect, but still, good stuff. Now let's listen to that song transition into Let's Talk by Drug Addiction. We get straight on to the 4-4 business, and of course he works the essential mix drop-in as part of the transition. Thank you. 
In this mix, he actually plays a lot of really proggy house music and even some trance, without you really noticing. As far as I can tell, neither genre was terribly popular in 2007, but he really, really makes it work. Listen to this clip, a little after the 33-minute mark, and pay attention to how he slowly and gracefully transitions from big room prog to funky house. It takes about four minutes to happen, but I think it's worth a listen.
Now that's just good stuff right there. About halfway through, he brings it closer to the realm of Deep House. How about this moment, where we get a combination of acid techno and disco house? seems like there's just a little something for everyone in this mix. Throughout the two hours you hear techno, trance, house, funk, pop, I mean the list goes on. Yet the whole thing comes together in this seamless package that just really seems like it belongs together. That is a sign of some great DJ work. Danny wraps up the mix with an edit of Tom York, which leads into the final track, a custom edit of Get on the Good Foot by none other than James Brown. I feel me slipping in and out of consciousness I feel me 
It's five time at the Apollo Theater. Million dollar seller, try me. Please, please, please. This is a man's world. Most constructive tune of 1966, don't be a dropout. Let yourself go. Baby, don't you weep. Let's make him up right now. Everybody, the hardest working man in show business. Now that's a solid way to end a mix. James Holden, Balance 005. Now, back in 2003, there was sort of a beautiful culmination of dark progressive house, having matured somewhat from the peak of the rave era a few years prior. The sound is masterfully demonstrated in the fifth entry of the Balance series mixed by James Holden. Now there are two CDs to this mix, and I'm choosing to focus on disc one because it's the one that I spent a lot of time listening to. Now some people are probably going to consider that blasphemy, so I recommend that you give both discs a listen and make your own decision. Now pretty much the entire set list is harmonically mixed, which means that the melodies of the songs were played in compatible keys. This makes it one of those mixes that just sort of flows together, almost as if the tracks were meant to be put together as an album in the first place. The opening track, The Difference It Makes by the MFA, sets a light and hopeful tone. It almost tricks you into thinking that this will be an uplifting and happy excursion, and it will give little nods to this dreamy sound again later in the mix, but things quickly darken as early as the middle of track two. kind of interesting about this mix is that many of the tracks overlay each other for long periods of time and several tracks are only present in the mix for literally a minute or two. Let's listen to that second transition in the middle of track two as track three starts coming in. Listen for the dark strings. Right here you get a better picture of the more somber nature of the rest of disc 1. Going into the next track, titled only Tool 1, Holden takes the opportunity to work into a slightly heavier beat and adds a little bit of tension to the mix. Now, if I'm not careful, I'm going to sit here and have you listen to every single transition on the CD because, honestly, every single one of them is really good. But I'll save that for you to do on your own time. Honestly, I find myself a bit sad that he walked away from this type of music. He got much more experimental after this, and props to him for doing what he wanted to do. But he was so good at the melodic aspect of DJing. In fact, I think I recall an interview or two where James rather rudely shunned fans of his previous work. 
He was quite embarrassed by the music he put out in his early 20s, which really is a shame. Anyway, let's skip ahead to Soundburnt's mix of No Future by DJ ESP. This is where the energy really picks up and things start getting a little more trancy. Almost the entire time you keep hearing some vocals saying, do what you want, amongst other things. That's actually from the incoming track with the same title. It's Infusion's mix of the original track by Jace from Outer Space, which fully comes in as track 10. Now the next three tracks really seem to be there to set up the one that follows it. I'm going to skip them, but I highly recommend that you go back to the full mix and listen to how he sets up the next track that we're going to play. For me, it's the peak of the entire set. The song is Luke Chabel's remix of You Are Sleeping by PQM. It includes spoken word vocals about a prostitute and a down-on-his-luck man who's trying to save her. It's both spooky and vulgar, so I've skipped past the most explicit part since we do have some younger listeners. You figure you can save her. You sell your color TV and keeps her off the streets a whole day. You hawk your typewriter for one jolt, then your shotgun, your watch. A week later, you the track then basically opens up into the tranciest part of the mix and does so in a fairly haunting way. But you don't say anything. You just think, what a bum rat for a nice, sensitive guy like me. Not to leave you in the dark, Holden brings you back to the lighter, dreamier side by the end of side one. You'll have to allow me to indulge for a bit. I'm reaching way back into my own history with this next one. 
This comes from a time when dance music in general was a much faster tempo, and yet more patient in its approach. Now make no mistake, this is a rough and raw vinyl mix of mid to late 90s hard trance. It's not lounge music. This mix is one of the earliest files in my collection. In fact, I downloaded it as a teenager back when only a few nerds knew what an mp3 was. It's called DJ Irish Essential Trance 4. This mix is important to me for a few reasons. Firstly, it was one of my first explorations into electronic dance music, specifically trance. I was on a mission to find, quote, techno music with a bit more melody, which I eventually found with trance. This mix was amongst my earlier explorations in the genre. I was a teenager back then, and the internet was a much different place. MP3 was a new concept. I downloaded this mix via Napster, titled one hour long trance mix dot mp3. I listened to it all the way through, and after two or three listens, I knew I was hooked onto this new sound that I'd discovered. Firstly, I was fascinated that someone took the time to make a trance song that was an hour long. I had no idea how this whole long blend DJ transition thing worked. I just knew it sounded cool. Now, looking back, the music's kind of crazy. It's at least 140 BPM, it's obnoxious and loud, and it's relentlessly energetic. Yet, when I listen back, I find that I still notice the same thing I noticed back then. The music takes its time getting places and rewarding you for getting there. It really captures the essence of what sucked me into this kind of electronic music. Big pretty synth lines with dark undertones, a hypnotic driving beat, and a sense of overall progression. The mix starts out with a track called Body Trance by Atmos, perfectly setting the tone for the next hour of music. Now right from the beginning you can tell that this has been a well-loved record. The static and scratches are quite apparent in the track, and it lets you know that this mix was recorded live in one take. Your body. These vinyl anomalies will appear throughout the mix, but it only kind of adds to its charm. I immediately took to the fact that it took several minutes for the opening track to fully open up. quote, hour-long trance song was put together like an album in which the music never stops. And with the amount of really smooth mixing and harmonic transitions, it makes for a really pleasant listening experience for me. Though, I have to admit, I would probably view this music differently if I were only hearing about it now for the first time. Oh, and by the way, there's lots of acid trance in this mix. I love that this track gives plenty of time for the mix to get started because there are only a few times in the middle where it really lets up. I immediately learned a lot about what early trance and rave music was about. Even though it's quite obvious that this music was mixed manually on a pair of turntables, the mixing is surprisingly good, and while I can pick them out when I'm going back now with a trained ear, I still find myself really appreciating the skill. 
take a listen to the first transition going into the next track, which is Dumond See the Light. together so well it's hard to even tell when one song ends and another begins. That's a quality that I still love in a good DJ mix. straight away and yeah it's a bit cheesy and hyperactive and over the top but it still brings a smile to my face when i discovered this music i wasn't trying to dance to it or make others dance to it i was looking for something to blare in my headphones while blasting people on the original unreal tournament for pc this music really fit the bill in that sense lying on the ground just listening to myself when I hear a sound, a sound out of nowhere that makes me feel high, it shows me the way, I can see the light. Later in the mix, this track starts playing, and I hear some really interesting gated vocal effects. Playing stuff like this in your headphones, late at night, with nobody else around, really was quite hypnotizing, and I found myself drawn to this feeling.
At about the halfway point is one of the coolest parts of this mix. Listen to the way this acid line mercilessly comes in during the breakdown. Dirty. As Trip would say, total bass face. Quarters of the way through, you get to hear the classic mid-90s epic Fire Dance by Odyssey of Noises, originally released in 1994. This is basically the final major peak of the set. this mix runs itself out at full throttle. It maintains the energy throughout while still giving a good sense of closure. for something completely different. This next mix was released around 2008, and it was by a DJ that I'd never heard of. My brother Steven and I have been obsessed with it ever since. I can't remember if he sent it to me or I sent it to him, but it ticked a lot of boxes and I really enjoyed revisiting it for this show. Now before we get into it, we need to talk about two things. One of them is dubstep. I remember the first few times I heard the style. I was definitely intrigued. What was this dark, brooding, wobbly, slow-motion halftime beat that I was hearing? Now, before dubstep really blew up in the commercial sense, the style was a lot more laid back. Now, of course, artists like Skrillex took the throbbing bass lines and weird glitchy noises to their utmost extremes, and a phenomenon was born, but the early stuff sounded a lot more like reggae in a dark cave. I never got super into dubstep, 
But I've always been a listener from the sidelines, and it's always been those dark, creepy, subtle tracks that catch my attention. Now, the other thing that we need to talk about is classic gaming. That's right, think Nintendo Entertainment System. Now, I grew up during the 80s and 90s, and the NES was, of course, a big part of that. Those 8-bit sounds helped to define a generation, so much so that there's still a thriving chiptune community dedicated to making similar music. For those who grew up playing early video games, these kinds of sounds draw something out of us. Now, what do dubstep and Nintendo have to do with each other? Well, very little, as it turns out, until a DJ named Squincy Jones released a mix called Nintendub. Now I'm playing my Game Boy. I'm listening to Squincy Jones. What's the concept? Well, in his own words, it combines three of the raddest things to ever happen to music. Dubstep, 8-bit Nintendo loops, and rap. Now when you start out with Super Mario and Metroid songs, you've got my attention. Overall, this is a really cool mix, and it's especially neat for DJs to listen to, whether or not you're into the music, just to hear the programming and the creative mixing style. There are a lot of really neat mashups and transitions in here that I would have never thought about. You can tell that Squincy Jones was really into Texas hip-hop and that classic DJ screw, slowed-down hip-hop style. Even though his focus is mainly dubstep with Nintendo sounds and hip-hop acapellas, the cool thing about this mix is that there are a lot of musical influences represented here. And they all work together surprisingly well. The DJ gives room for a few hip-hop verses and hooks here and there, but always brings it back to those sweet Nintendo sounds. The Goonies is represented a few times.
Interestingly, Mr. Jones takes a brief detour into the Unsolved Mysteries theme. Now, I'm not really sure what made him include it. It's kind of a weird addition, but the way he brings it in is so cool. song is the stuff of nightmares for people my age. Hearing that theme as a kid freaked me out, not gonna lie, but I also couldn't help but love the song. From there, the mix fast transitions into several hip-hop party songs and kind of like a mega-mix style. It would be easy for me to just sit here and play them all, but I highly recommend just going back and listening to the full mix and sort of catching all this stuff in its full context. Now, As it comes out of this little sequence, we hear an interesting mashup of a dubstep track by Hectagon and Shorty Swing My Way from the end of the 90s. Remember that one? the dubstep track Jags the Smack by Rusty. Perhaps more importantly, it's mashed up with music from one of the greatest games of all time. dangerous to go alone, take this. Yes, of course, it's the original Zelda. And you probably noticed that it's pitched down, as are many of the samples that are present in this mix. This kind of helps it fit that screwed and chopped 
Houston hip-hop sound that's present throughout the whole thing. From this point, it makes another strangely intriguing move into Cry Little Sister, that's the song from the Lost Boys, and then it ends in full 8-bit fashion. There's a little something for everyone in Nintendub, and I highly recommend that you give it a listen. Alright, now we have one last mix to explore in today's episode. And while all these mixes are pretty killer in their own way, I believe I've saved the best for last. It's a studio mix which was recorded in the early 90s and released in September of 96. Of course, I didn't discover it until much later, but boy am I glad I did. On this show, we often say stuff like, I'm trying to take the listener on a journey, but what does that really mean? Is it just something we're supposed to say? Or is there something to that? I hope that after listening to this mix, there will be no doubts left in your mind. It's not just me, this album is regarded by many as one of the best DJ mix albums of all time. In the UK it reached number 7 in the compilation chart. In the mix ranked the 5th best mix album of all time. Even Rolling Stone ranked the album as the 25th quote, greatest EDM album ever. Well, let's not get too hung up on semantics. If you haven't guessed yet, I'm talking about Sasha and Digweed. You know I couldn't finish this show without bringing them up. The mix is called Northern Exposure, and it's killer. Now there are two discs, but only the first CD was released in the American market. We'll be listening to clips from the first CD today. If you listen to only one of these mixes in full, make sure it is this one. The whole thing is just chock full of beautiful music, ethereal soundscapes, and dance music that originates from a time before most people had ever heard of a rave. is truly put together in the spirit of an artist album. All of the mixes we've explored today deserve a full listen through in order to understand the context and get the full effect, but it's especially so here. Something is going to get lost in translation when you're hearing it as part of this little compilation podcast, but we can still explore some of its beautiful sounds. Okay, not to sound like a broken record here, no pun intended, but it pains me. I mean, it literally hurts for me to not just let this whole mix play out for you right now. It probably doesn't hurt as bad as those who later purchased a physical copy. As I look at it on Discogs right now, copies of the iconic 4LP mix are selling in a range between $100 and $500, and we're not talking mint condition.
I love the combination of haunting and uplifting feelings. It's a strange musical pairing that I've always enjoyed, and this mix somehow nails it through almost the whole thing. Now, since I can't play through the whole mix, I'll skip to the classic track OBE, which stands for Out of Body Experience by the iconic Rabbit in the Moon. Like Shinkansen in the Danny Howells mix earlier, this one was pitched way down, and I didn't discover that until much later. Coming up might be my favorite moment of the entire mix. When the vocals hit, I get chills, like literal chills, every time. It happened while I was editing this show together. It's just unavoidable. Give it a listen. just so good. OBE leads into a twice-remixed version of I Am Free by Morgan King. This was the only track that I somewhat recognized when I heard the mix for the first time, but I had never heard it like this. Let's listen to the ending chorus of this track, and then its transition into a remix of Kites by Ultraviolet, as we get into the most energetic portions of the mix.
and the second half keeps up this energy through to the end. This mix pretty much has it all. The tempo is upbeat and danceable. The whole recording has a sense of gentle progression without ever getting boring, and is both dark and uplifting. This is what Sasha and Digweed do. Finally, Disc 1 finishes strong, giving a sense of conclusion to our little journey into music, with Last Train to Lhasa by Banco de Gaia. folks that's pretty much going to wrap it up for episode 99 of the podcast thank you so much for joining me and exploring these mixes with me i hope that you will give them a listen please go to passionatedj.com forward slash 99 for the show notes and you can find a place to listen to all of the mixes that we talked about today also one week from today that is july 17th we will be publishing episode 100 live the recording that we had this past saturday so if you missed that be sure to check us out we will see you one week from today coming up on the 24th we'll have episode 101 it'll be our pick three crate invasion so we'll be digging into mo dingo's crate and seeing what we can find and then following that we'll have episode 102 where we'll be answering the question will we lose our jobs to robots Thank you so much for joining me. We'll see you next time. Don't forget to follow us on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com forward slash passionate DJ and keep on spinning. Ciao.